Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm joined with Javanka Sierras. We're going to be talking all about reclaiming wellness. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you on your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zalmer. I am Editor-in-Chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life Magazine and the Brain Health Magazine. Additionally, I've published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, our guest is Jovanka Sierras, and she is the author of Reclaiming Wellness and several other titles. She's a certified wellness expert, integrative herbalist, nutrition educator, and coach. She offers lectures and workshops in both Spanish and English. She studied nutrition with best-selling author T. Colin Campbell, Ph.D., at his Center for Nutrition Studies and, Herb- and Herbalism, Plant Medicine, with Tierana Low Dog, MDA. She is a native of Puerto Rico and currently lives in Los Angeles. Welcome to the podcast, Ivanka. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm excited to be here. Oh, well, I'm I'm just so thrilled to jump into this and talk about, you know, reclaiming wellness. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not read your book, um, but I know that's also the title of your book. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just really thrilled to hear your perspective on what that means. And, you know, I think as a society, we're so busy, we're constantly go, 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 um, that we sometimes forget to slow down and take care of ourselves first, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Every time you hear an expert talk about wellness, you'll probably get a very different perspective as to what the word means and how to attain it or achieve it. To me, wellness is a state of being, but it's also an active verb. It's something that you do every single day, choices you make every single day to help you restore balance with the understanding that that balance will look very different to you than it looks to me because my circumstances might be very different to yours. So if, for example, you are somebody recovering from a catastrophic injury or from an illness, achieving a state of wellness is going to be different than with somebody that's already in homeostasis and is just trying to remain balanced. And and I agree with you, you know, the, the, the stories that you hear when you get on a plane, the proverbial put on that mask on first, it's something that we need to practice every single day in our day-to-day life. And, and the book and my practice truly speak of how to simplify that process for really busy people. Mm. Yeah, I use that analogy a lot, you know, put on your own mask before helping those around you. Um, because I think, you know, it's it's a lot of people, people's natural habit. They would want to put that mask on somebody else first. And, you know, the other saying, you can't you can't drink from an empty cup. So if your <laughs> cup is not, you know, if, if your cup is empty, you're not able to help others. Um, so you have to fill your own cup back up. Yeah, absolutely. And especially women, I see it a lot because my practice is mostly women, women, professionals, mothers, 
you know, people that are trying to make their space and time in the world. Uh, we're natural givers. We're natural mm-hmm. nurturers. We love to, you know, help others. And there's a lot giving, a lot being uh, going out and not enough being replenished. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. Yeah. So what are some ways that, you know, what are some tips that you might have for people listening on ways to, you know, essentially reclaim their wellness? <laughs> you know, one of the first things that I tell people is that nothing is going to happen until you reclaim your space and you reclaim your time. How do we do that? First and foremost, on a weekend, for example, when you know you have a little bit more time in your hands, you're going to spend maybe, you know, 20 or 30 minutes looking around your home, your personal space, and finding that space that you're going to reclaim as yours. It might be a den, it might be the bathroom, it might be the yard, a balcony, whatever it is, a spare bedroom that you know is going to be yours. And then secondly, you have to reclaim the space, right? Because if you live in a tiny space or if you have four or five people in your home with you, when is that space going to be exclusively yours? It might mean that you have to wake up half an hour before your normal wake-up hour. And then once you have those two, the world will open up in ways that you will surprise yourself you would recognize that you can get up in the morning or at the very end of the day and find that space. And you're going to find the one practice that's going to help you replenish, restore, heal, and and become just, just a better human being all around. And it could be listening to a podcast, reading a book. It could be having a good cry or listening to some music and dancing around or practicing yoga or drinking your perfect cup of tea, whatever it is that you know is going to help nourish you at at a soul and emotional level. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, talking about getting up early, um, I have a couple of friends who are practicing the 5 a.m. club. Mm. Um, And uh, like, I don't know that I don't know that there's any way I could ever get up at five in the morning. But I do know when I get up early, I am much more like, I take that time and I, you know, I might sit and meditate or do a yoga practice or journal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just feel like I have so much more energy and I have more time in my day just by maybe even getting up a half hour earlier than normal. So I think just something so, so little, right, can be so profound. Yeah, it's a habit that you build. But if you are the one listening, saying, I will never be a morning person, it will wreck my day. That's okay too. We we are not in the business of trying to conform to the rules of society that tells us that everybody needs to get up at five o'clock. It's okay if you find that time in the evening. But to your point, it's important that you then be disciplined enough to give yourself that time. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're busy with children, with school, with work, getting ready for the next day. You might be exhausted and stressed out. And it will get a little bit harder if you let it, if you keep pushing it away till the very end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I have a lot of friends who, you know, they, they got to get the kids down. And by the time the kids are finally in bed and they finish story time and whatnot, it could be 8, 830, you know, and if you're going to bed at, say, 10, um, you know, that's not a whole lot of time to get all your things done that you need to get done. And if you're pushing your bedtime out later, um, 
you know, sometimes it is more beneficial to get up early than to oh, go yeah. to bed late. I know for me, um, if yeah. I go to bed late, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> worthless the next yeah. morning. And I'm a morning person. So I agree with you. I'm up yeah. at 530, six o'clock and I feel much better that way. Mm-hmm. So what other, you know, tips or suggestions do you have to share? So one of the things that I, as an herbalist, I love my plants. Uh, I I think that they are these powerful little things that yeah. we have been using since the beginning of time, right? And they can be really powerful. So one of my tips is always geared towards the use of plants to help us heal or help us restore. And so if you look at your ancestry, chances are every single one of us, not chances are, this is a fact, every single one of us will have a great aunt or a grandmother or or somebody in their ancestry that love plants and use them all the time. So you don't have to necessarily know your own history to embrace them. So one of the things that I ask people to do is to take time to make your own teas at home. Mm. You can buy the boxes in the supermarket. They're relatively inexpensive. A three, $4 box will last you half a month. So it's a really inexpensive investment. And then I love my, my adaptogens for all of us in this modern society that are super stressed out and anxious and, and not able to kind of find balance and become zen at least a few minutes of the day. My adaptogenic plants are the way to go. So what are those? Uh, some of the ones that I absolutely love include lemon balm. Mm. It's it's so yummy and really like just like a grandmother's hug. I love my ashwagandha, uh, which is also like very calming, very zen. I love my rhodiola when you're trying to sort of focus, but you also need a little bit of energy and you're trying to stay focused to get a, a job done. And then uh, lion's mane is actually not a plant. It's actually a mushroom. But lion's mm-hmm. mane has become really popular because it helps us kind of heal our central nervous system, helping us address these issues with stress, anxiety, and, and sleeplessness, and help us get our brains working the way they're supposed to. Mm. Yeah, I love lion's mane. I know... Um, mm. My current CBD I use, I I know the person who produces it. And um, so I always get to try out his products before he puts them out for sale. Um, And he started a lion's made one. Mm. Yeah. And that was lovely. Yeah, there's they're amazing. And you don't. And for those of you might be asking, how often? How do I do this? You know, a tea for the ones that I mentioned, you can actually buy them in dry uh, leaf or buy them already in the little individual bags. You just heat some water. When the water is in the cup, you just add your little herb, let it sit for about five to seven minutes. By then the water is already cooling and then you can enjoy it. You can also cool them up and like make sure that you can consume them as iced teas. And then the lion's mane and some others, you might want to take them in powder form and or consume them in pill form. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about what adaptogens do for us. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe explain that a little bit? Yeah. So the word adaptogen, it was actually coined just, I want to say a a decade or two ago. It's relatively a a relatively new term. Back in the day, we grouped them all into a category called nervines. 
And that's a, a term that makes a little bit more sense. It's, it's they literally affect your nervous system, your central nervous system. Then we decided to break them up into some nervings and they have separate categories and these adaptogens. And adaptogens literally means they help you adapt to stressors in the day. So they go inside your system and they tell you, okay, you're a little bit stressed out, right? Whether it is your muscles are a little tense or maybe your hormonal system is a little bit out of whack and it tells those systems it's okay if you are safe and <laughs> perfectly content. So it's almost like a grandmother's hug. It yeah. supports you from the inside out, as opposed to some others, like, for example, caffeine, which is more of like a pusher, right? Like you you are pushed into a state of alertness. These ones are barely noticeable. They're imperceptible, but you you will not notice when you are nice and calm. And that is the goal, that we feel better without the aggressive side effects that some other substances may have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to what I said earlier, how, you know, we're just so busy, 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 busy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we fully comprehend how stressful that is on our bodies. Our bodies want downtime. Our bodies want that reset button. Right. Um, and I think adaptogens really can help us achieve that. Um and, you know, the, the whole central nervous system, um, you know, when we're kind of stuck in that fight or flight and we're not even aware of it. Right. right? Um, or you might be. <laughs> you might feel you stressed might. and stra- frazzled. Uh, but, but we in the society believe that this is the natural state. It's supposed right. we're supposed to be in that fight, yes. sleep, flight or free state. And nothing could be farther from the truth. It's yes. a mechanism designed to help us move away from danger where cortisol and adrenaline is actually running through our veins. And when, you ha- when you're in that state, you can't absorb nutrients, you can't sleep well, you can't restore your liver, your, your, all your systems are shut down and all that's happening is blood is rushing to your extremities so that you can either fight or you flee. But mm-hmm. that is not the state where we're supposed to be at all times. How are we going to absorb the nutrients that we consume every day? How are we going to enjoy life, the pleasures of life when we're in that kind of nervous state. Mm-hmm. Yes. You said that so beautifully and yeah, you know, and it's like, I think we're so many of us are stuck in that. It's like, it's turned on and we don't know how to shut it off. And like I said, it's, it's become like the norm, like, Oh, I'm supposed to be busy. Like we pride ourselves on how busy we are. It's yeah. it's almost become a, a social status, right? <laughs> like the busier you are, the more important you must be. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're doing it wrong because <laughs> we're not we supposed to be in fight or flight like that. That is a, a protective mechanism. Like you said, mm-hmm. that is supposed to kick in when we're in danger. Um, it's a very necessary part of our nervous mm-hmm. system, but it's supposed to turn back off mm-hmm. and go back into rest and digest. Yes. And if we're not in rest and digest or friend and befriend is what <laughs> someone else calls it. Um, if we're not in that, like you said, we're not absorbing nutrients. We're not sleeping well. And like, you know, I have a friend in particular, we were talking about this and she's like, I just can't sleep. I can't shut down at night. Mm. 
And I'm like, you need to learn like to slow down and, mm-hmm. and just, but I can't, you know, I have the kids and I have to take them here and here and here and here. And it's like, you need to create, like you were saying earlier, that routine, find that space in your home where you can take a half hour, you know, once the kids are in bed and yeah. just settle down. Right. Just give yourself a gift, right? We deserve that. Um, One of the chapters that you just reminded me of when you were just explaining that is I have a chapter in the book called Going Within, which mentions three or four practices that people can do depending on their constitution, on their personal circumstances. I love my meditation and my visualization practices, but I also recognize that not everybody can sit still especially when you've been in that fight or flight state for a long time. One of the practices that I mentioned in the book and that I personally uh, practice when I'm feeling very anxious for too many days in a row is tapping. Mm, And, um, you know, for those of you who are not familiar, you can go to YouTube and find tons of videos on on tapping that explain to you what it is. Um, The book also has a a small little chapter uh, on, on it. But it's essentially a practice that mimics the the acu- acupressure practice in Chinese medicine about touching certain meridian points in your body to literally take you from fright, fight or flee or freeze to a parasympathetic nervous state where you are really calm in a matter of less than 10 minutes. So this is what I'm telling you when I tell you once you've reclaimed your space and your time. What you can do is infinite, right? And it could just be at first, just 10 minutes because that's all you can give yourself because you're too stressed out to calm down. That's totally fine. We have to learn to give ourselves grace, give ourselves a little bit of self-love and then find the one thing that we know is going to get us just ever slightly further in that process of reclaiming our state of wellness. Uh, I'm so glad you brought up tapping because it really is like a really quick way oh, yeah. to shift how you're feeling. You you start tapping those meridians and <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's really instant. Yeah. Um, I'm often surprised. So um, I took a class, a yoga class from a new teacher and at the end of class, as we're coming out of Shavasana, she had us start tapping. And I've never experienced that in a yoga class, which oh, I thought okay. was so amazing to combine them. And I'm going to actually start doing that myself. I'm like, oh, how smart. Yeah. Um, and it was like, you just feel the shift. You feel the energy yeah. shift almost instantly when you start doing the tapping. It's truly incredible. It's, it's the kind of stuff where people will go like, is this like hocus pocus? And it's like, <laughs> yes. No, it's not. There's been people using these types of techniques in traditional yeah. Chinese medicine and other practices. Just like we embrace yoga, which we now know that it has a number of amazing health benefits. These people had had it going on. They had wisdom yeah. that be, was passed on for 6,000 years. There's a reason why it's still popular is because it is effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yoga itself too, right? That's another great. Um, and yoga can be 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be, you know, an hour or a 90 minute class. Like you literally can do it at home. Mm. And yoga doesn't have to be the asana the poses. Mm -hmm. It can be, 
but it doesn't have to be. It could be meditation. It could be breath work. It could be tapping. Um, you know, it's just taking 10, 30 minutes, you know, whatever it is that you have and just very consciously taking that time for yourself um, mm-hmm. to just reset. You know, it's one of the things that I tell clients, I was just talking to a client a couple of days ago about this, where we, she feels very uh, bad about the fact that she's not enjoying her life. And she said, you know, we live in a society, we are the fortunate few, right, in the Western world, where we live in places that are relatively safe, where we get to have, you know, beautiful homes, and we get to go out and buy ever more things and go on vacations. How many people around the world can actually say, truly say that? Why is it that I don't feel blessed and, and happy yeah. with my life? And um, it, it proves it, it's proved that we can get ourselves in places, whether they're good or bad, in our heads, right? Like it's just that state of wellness that lives within us, regardless of your circumstances. And so it's not necessarily about comparing yourself with others and, and trying to uh, feel like you you should be grateful for the life that you live. It's more than anything, you should be living in the present and recognizing right now, right this second, all I need is to breathe and have a smile. And perhaps that will get me to a place eventually where I will feel grateful for the life that was given to me, and more importantly, the opportunities I have to make that life better every single day. Mm. Beautiful. Well, Joanka, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I could sit here and talk to you all day. Um, before we go, I want to make sure to mention your website, and that is jovancasierras.com. And as always, we have a clickable link in the show notes. Um, but tell us a little bit about what people might find on your website and how to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. So the book, certainly Reclaiming Wellness, you can probably find it anywhere books are sold. Um, I work as an herbalist and a nutrition coach. So if you can ping me on any social media platforms, I'm pretty much everywhere except for TikTok because I have my <laughs> limits. <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can just find me. I'm probably the only brown Jovanka in the world. It's a relatively popular name in parts in other parts of the world. Uh, but yeah, happy to listen to you and, and let me know uh, if you, if I can help any of your audience members in any way. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their wellness journey discover the podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it through a membership on Patreon for just $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day, and I will see you in the next episode.